0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إليه يرد علم الساعة وما تخرج من ثمرات من أكمامها وما تحمل من أنثى ولا تضع إلا بعلمه وَيَوْمَ يُنَادِيهِمْ أَيْنَ شُرَكَائِي قَالُوا who مَا مِنَّا مِنْ شَهِيدٍ وَضَلَّ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَدْعُونَ مِنْ قَبْلُ وَظَنُّوا مَا لَهُمْ مِنْ مَحِيصٍ La yes amul insanum in dua il khayri wa imesahu sharu fa yausun kano to. Wala min badi dora amassat hula ya kulan haveli. لا يَقُولَنَّ هَذَا لِي وَمَا أَظُنُّ السَّاعَةَ قَائِمَةً وَلَئِن رُّجِعْتُ إِلَى رَبِّي إِنَّ لِي عِندَهُ لَلْحُسْنَى فَلَنُنَبِّئَنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِمَا عَمِلُوا وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُم مِّن عَذَابٍ غَلِيظٍ Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala
1: al-mab'uuthi rahmatan lil'alameen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa salama tasleeman Kathiran ila yawmiddin amma ba'd As we begin the 25th juz, it has the last several verses of Surah Hamim al-Sajda which we already discussed That's followed by Surah al-Shura Surah al-Shura is then followed by so Surah al-Shura is another one of the Hamims, the Hawamim as such. That's followed by an yet another one, which is Surah al-Zukhruf. And Surah al-Zukhruf is then followed by al-Dukhan. So this is a, most of the Hawamim are in the 25th Juz. Then, so we, that followed, that is followed by Surah al-Dukhan. And then the final Surah here in this chapter is Suratul al-Jathiyah. Al-Jathiyah, again another Hamim. And then we've got another one. Which starts in the 26th juz, which we'll look at later. But today, inshallah, we're looking at several hamims. Okay, to start off the 25th juz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after having discussed uh, in the previous verses of the surah, in the 24th juz, Allah had spoken about no oppression, absolute justice in the way Allah will deal with people in the hereafter and there'll be no oppression. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins uh, or rather the next verse here which is verse 47 begins with Ilayhi يُرَدُّ The knowledge of the Day of Judgment, the final day, the final hour is all to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not just that, but basically everything, every fruit that emerges, every plant that uh, comes from its seed, and everything that a female carries in her womb, uh, and then begets all of that, is with the knowledge of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, um, basically, the idea of this is that the, it's veiled from people. The signs of the Day of Judgment, or the, sorry, the signs of the Day of Judgment are open to us. We can read them. But when it comes to the actual day of judgment, that's going to occur up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's going to occur all of a sudden. People will be uh, involved in whatever their daily activities will be and uh, the day of judgment will occur. So then, that is the day when the mushrikeen will ask a question: right. Where are my partners? Where are those partners that I used to associate with Allah? They would be asked this question, right? Where are your partners? Uh, so Allah will say, Where are my partners? Meaning the ones that you used to claim that I had, where are they? And they will say, Ma minna min shaheed. We have no idea. We can't witness them. We can't see them. Right. We don't know where they are at all. So that's the understanding you get. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues that discussion. And By the end of it, in the several verses that we have left Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses That there is within the human being Within the alam itself There is the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, And سَنُرِيهِمْ آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ أَنفُسِهِمْ So you look at verse 53 We're soon going to show them our signs Around آفاق In basically all the distant places around them, right? And in themselves, until it becomes very clear that this is the absolute truth. And isn't it sufficient for your Lord that He is basically witness to everything? He witnesses everything. Unfortunately, they're still in doubt of the meeting with their Lord. But He is encompassing of everything. So this is a reiteration of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of everything. He knows exactly what's going on. And, you see, this is something that was revealed to us over 1400 years ago. Many, many generations have passed and read this. Many, many people have been influenced and have basically accepted the faith. Until today, you know, we're about 1.7 to 1.8 billion people who listen to this Qur'an, who believe in this Qur'an. And basically, the entire universe, it's the natural world that we're looking, the physical world the, the world of the physics, you know, the subject matter of the physics and metaphysics, that which goes beyond the physical world, all of that is discussed here. But whatever is discussed here is so clear that if somebody ponders over them and doesn't take them to be just normal things that we take for granted outside, then they realize. And there's no other heavenly scripture that has had so many revelations as a miracle. There's no other scripture, if you look, where the science today... Right? Science gets it wrong sometimes Sometimes it does create a bit of a challenge that it seems to contradict Something mentioned in the Quran There have been a few instances like that But then over time those have been cleared Because remember science is In the science you start off with a theory Right? You start off with a theory And then it takes a while for, for it to eventually become fact You know, I mean just a simple example that we have Sometimes the studies show us that margarine is superior to butter Right? And then at other times it actually tells you that no, butter is superior Science's uh, research, rather, has told us that sometimes, you know, the, the formula milk, the artificial milk created to seem like uh, mother's milk is sometimes better, right? Um, you have to also remember that there's a lot of marketing involved in some of this stuff sometimes, so you have to be careful with some of this, not always, but sometimes. There's certain products in some countries, they're, they're marketed as, uh, a, 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 as a hot drink like Milo, right, made from Nestle, it's, uh, it's promoted as an active, uh, active drink, show you people running on there, I think that's in India, and yet in other countries like Africa or somewhere I think, or in England or America, I can't remember where, it was a, a nighttime nighttime drink to calm you down so you can get a better rest, how can that one drink do both, you know, make you active, give you all the energy, right, to run around, and, and then at the same time let you sleep as well. So, sometimes it's a lot to do with marketing as well. Not to say science is always like that, but um, I'm saying you just have to be careful with these things. But what has been understood from the Quran is that whether, wherever you are, it's so clear. You know, the things are so clear. It doesn't matter what kind of a person you are. If you just really just sit down and open, open, remove the barriers between oneself and the Quran and the universe, you will actually see how truthful it is. Right? We just don't have the time to put this in. Uh, You know, to explain this in detail each time But Subhanallah The oceans, the discussion uh, It talks about the sun And I mean, it's talking about these things At a time when the sun was kind of the biggest idea You could have in your mind about a planet What was beyond that was difficult to understand They could understand the stars But what they look like, they didn't know There were no telescopes Telescopes only are a few hundred years ago Right? And the Quran is mentioning all of these things Then we discover that actually the sun is just the closest star to us Just one of the closest stars to us And there are bigger suns out there Bigger stars out there That are millions of miles away Right, 83 million miles is the sun Can you imagine it? Then the others are even beyond Imagine how big this universe is If you just look at you know, how long it takes us to get from one place to another In just one mile Can you imagine what the universe in terms of the millions and how big the scope is and how big the sun is and how many things there are? The Quran discusses all of these things for people who think about it. So, um, then then when you look at the human being, the way it's been created, we had a bit of a discussion about that yesterday. You'll understand the same thing about that. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentions all of these things. He points out to all of these things. He couldn't mention in such, you know, detail because the Quran is not that kind of a book, you know, to provide exact, small, small, minute details. But it gives you enough generalities in there, right? Coming at a time when nobody knew these things, how can that make sense? You know, all the way till the till the Big Bang, essentially. So this is a very different kind of mu'jizah It's still the living miracle because it still provides you the interaction that, that a person needs as opposed to the staff of Musa السلام, or um, some of these other miracles like of Isa السلام, which were very time specific so let the Quran keep opening our hearts and our eyes and our minds but we need to read it for that to happen now we move on to the next surah, Surah al-Shura Surah al-Shura is a Makki surah and it's one of the Hamim's as we said, 53 verses in here And it, it's been split up into five sections And again So that beyond the Ham is the Ayn sin Qaf Allah knows best what that means But again Allah talks about the Quran Likewise the wahi, The revelation came down to you Was sent down to you Was inspired to you And to those before you The one who did it Is from Allah so Allah is the one who sent it down to you The mighty and the wise one For him is everything in the heavens and the earth I'll just take this opportunity to introduce to you to This idea that the Prophet ﷺ re- uh, received uh, Different types of revelation So one is what they call the wahi uh, Wahi is revelation So wahi means revelation That which Allah inspires directly Or through a means to the prophets uh, Or anybody for that matter But the wahi specifically is for prophets Allah could inspire, like Allah uses the word wahi for uh, the mother of Moses, Musa salam. Wa uhayna ila ummi Musa. Oh, uh, there's also uh, wahi to the nahl, right? But that's just inspiration or a guidance he's providing. But nowadays generally the concept of wahi has become kind of more fixed for that revelation that comes down to prophets. And the Quran is one of the revelations sent on the Prophet. Allah also sent to him, said other things to him, which the Prophet quotes directly. The Quran is also quoted directly from Allah. But the, in some hadith, which we call hadith qudsi, the divine hadith or the divine narrations, in those the Prophet also says, Allah said to me, right? Allah said to me that you know, I will treat my servant this way or that way. So what's the difference between those where, which have not become part of the Quran and this which has become part of the Quran because these are Allah's words, those are Allah's words. Simple difference, those the Prophet ﷺ is paraphrasing, he's not necessarily quoting them verbatim. They were not intended to be part of this type of wahi. Whereas these ones he had to quote verbatim, that's why the Prophet, ﷺ, as soon as you'll see in Surah Qiyamah, where the Quran was revealed to him, the Prophet would try to repeat it quickly, moving his lips and uh, to try to memorize it. So Allah says, Look, you don't have to do that. We'll just let it be, you know, we'll download it to your heart. Don't worry. So the difference between this and that, some have said, uh, called it Wahi Matlu, and that's Wahi Ghair Matlu. Matlu basically comes from the word Tilawa. This is a Wahi that you can do Tilawa of and be rewarded for reciting. The ح- hadith Qudsir, you can read them for inspiration, for learning and education, but you don't generally just read them for reward. You may read them for tabarruk, but not for reward, as you do for the Quran. So that's the separation between those two. Those are paraphrased in the Prophet's own words, which are also very eloquent, but not in Allah's words necessarily. Whereas the Quran are Allah's words; they're not the Prophet's words, but they've come through. So he's basically conveyed it exactly. The Quran. So that's the difference between those two. <coughs> then the general body of Hadith. That that's not. That that is also inspired by the uh, you know by Allah, and uh, uh, but, but those are those are the ones in which the Prophet doesn't say he's quoting from Allah, it's words he says for himself. That's why we'll see in Surah al-Najm in the next few Jews that illa uh, yūha. That is basically speaking about the Quran, but Allah says about the Prophet, Wama He does not speak of his own whim and fancies and desires what he does say comes from Allah that sometimes even if he makes a mistake in something right he suggested certain things Allah will generally correct him or he'll correct them so those are not directly or verbatim or direct inspirations uh, they're inspiration from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they're not uh, to be recited they're not cons- he's not quoting Allah in those but they're still Allah. the Prophet sallallahu is divinely inspired in everything that he does okay that um, inshallah, adds to our repository of information about the Qur'an in general And our dini knowledge So now let's move on Just like <clears throat> with every other Makki surah uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Now you, you'll notice that the a big theme in this is the wahi That's why it starts off with yuhi ilayk, And you'll see the way it ends And in between as well you'll find that Allah discusses the revelation as a wahi he doesn't really, uh, He he speak in many other places, he speaks about Quran as Quran, but here he actually speaks about it as Wahi and revelation. So, let us move on. By the first verse, the second verse or the third verse, the revelation is coming from Allah. It's Allah who's revealing to everybody, to you and to those before you, basically saying that it's one source. The revelation is coming from the one single source, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That means their core message is all the same. Just the minute details relating to the people of that time and what was available at that time was different. But other than that, it's, it's basically the same. That's why if you carry on, I mean, the, uh, several verses have the similar kind of idea. It goes into some other things, comes back. Allah says again, look, in verse 7, وَكَذَلِكَ أُحَيْنَا Quran and Arabiya. So likewise, we inspired you, revealed upon you, an Arabic Quran so that you can uh, warn the people of the localities and the surrounding people and, and, and so on and so forth What we understand then as you carry on And then you get to about verse 13 Right, you get to about verse 13 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says something شَرَعَ مِّنَ الدِّينِ مَا This deen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated for you The faith, the religion, deen is religion Iman is faith to be more particular, right? This religion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has inspired to you, given you, sent you with, right? This is nothing new. It is basically that which ma The main points are those that we uh, instructed to Nuh salam and to a number of the other prophets are mentioned here. So Nuh alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam all of them were calling to the same core message. That's what he's saying that, look, don't think this is something new. I mean, it was good enough for them, and you know that they had a good consequence, the people who believed, and listen, you've got a chance now to do this. Now, you see what the Quran does, it uses different styles, as you would have noticed by, and if you've been reading this closely, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes persuades, right? Sometimes it's very kind of just, uh, very compassionate persuasion In other times There's a lot of majestic uh, Majestic warning Right There's a lot of jalal involved Because Allah has all of these attributes So sometimes He's using His compassion to explain Sometimes He's explaining Through His sternness And strictness And He's saying I will take revenge Because He is the Muntakim. So you get to see The various different names of Allah that's why I think a really beautiful idea is that you study the names of Allah before or while studying the Quran. And you will see the various different names at play manifested in the various different verses. Sometimes this is Jalal, sometimes it's Jamal, sometimes it's Intiqam, sometimes his being Qahar, and, and so on. And so it's very interesting. So many ways of looking at the Quran. So now, if you look at verse 15, going back to uh, verse 15. So Allah is saying so. Basically, um, فدعو, call to this way, right? Wasstakim kama umirt and remain steadfast as you've been instructed. Do not listen. Do not. Do not follow their whims, and just say, "Amen." To kitab, I'm gonna believe in. I believe in what Allah has revealed of the book, and I've been ordered to be just. Um, uh, you know, to deal with you with justice. Allah is our Lord and your Lord. For us is our actions. For you is your actions. Allah will eventually gather us together. As you go on, right, you're going to see the connection between wahi and the message, the message, right? That the wahi is the source of the message that the Prophet sallallahu is given. So that's why you have, uh, besides other uh, other warnings and everything and revealing who Allah is like. Look at this. Allahu latifun bi Allah deals very subtly and kindly. The word "latif" can be subtle or kind. Allah deals with kindness with His servants. Yarzukumayyasha gives sustenance to whoever He wishes. So you read that. Then there's some other guidances. There's some other advices and so on. But eventually, what we're going to come to, if you look at, starting from verse around verse thirty-six, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala here discusses some. The, these are the beautiful parts which we can directly emulate. Doesn't require reflection. It just requires that we follow it. We learn it. Allah says, "Whatever Allah, whatever you've been given of anything, all of that is just worldly. Right? It's just instruments of the worldly life. Whatever Allah has, I mean, generally Allah has mentioned this several times. That whatever Allah has, that's much better, and so on. Wa رَبِّهِمْ يتوكل, so now the, the, these are several different characteristics mentioned about believers, the successful ones. So we call ourselves believers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to put these things in motion for ourselves. The first of the characteristics is, rabbihim That, th- these, that, that uh, they rely on Allah. So reliance on Allah is one of the first things. Reliance has to be learned. It's not something you can just read about. It's the fact that you rely on Allah and you take the, the so-called gamble. Right, and then you wait for Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to basically assist you. Right, you just have to take a leap of faith in that case. Right, number two, they uh, this is beautiful. Those who avoid and abandon the major sins and the, major, uh, and the obscenities. So that's another characteristic. May Allah make us of those. Number three is uh, those who forgive when they get angry, they're forgiving, so they basically curb their anger. Uh, and they forgive. Num, uh, the, the next one is they're obviously obedient to their Lord. They are akamussala. Uh, they establish the prayer. And I've said this, I think, before. Uh, by the end of this, the one take, uh, you know, the few takeaways that we have from here is that, Inshallah you've already started your qada prayers. Alhamdulillah, I spoke to somebody a few days ago. He started his qada prayers, and uh, there's several other people who have contacted me about that as well. So please do start your qada, your makeup prayers. And uh, inshallah uh, that, that is a big message of the Quran aqamu salah Wa amruhum shura baynahum The reason this surah is called surah to shura Is because of this verse here Their matters between them The decisions that they take Are done, done through consultation So wherever appropriate You should consult And that's why one of the sayings Are that anybody who does consult Will never you know, regret Right we will never basically feel remorse afterwards. Because when you've got a few different opinions, you do what you then have to do afterwards, after taking the opinions, but things open up. That's why this surah is called Surah Al-Shura, because of this. And then finally, those who, um, in this verse, uh, which was verse 38, and they spend of that which we have given them, always it's about spending of what we have given. To make it easier, like we gave it to you in the first place, we'll give you more. So the Prophet really understood this. That's why he says, ana Qasim, wAllahu yu'ti. يُعْطِي I'm just the distributor. Allah is the giver. So I'm just the, the tap. I open the tap and uh, mashallah, I've got a free service from Allah. The more I open it, the more will come inshaAllah. If I close it, then you know, if you keep a tap closed for a very long time, it gets a bit dirty, then you have to open let let some. So that's why I remember one friend of mine, wealthy guy, he's a big, he's an alim as well. And he, he said, he'd you know, given some donations. I said mashallah, that's he says, you have to keep giving, you know, you have to keep the tap running. Otherwise, it gets clogged up. It's a very interesting, and the Prophet says, really understands that's why he called himself the Qasim. Now, you know, all of these, uh, and then the last one is, right? um, Those who, when they are aggressed against, they do defend themselves in the correct, appropriate way. So, Allah is allowing that to happen. It's not like, okay, just just be walked over, right? Now, Um, What you have to remember is that the world is such today That if people could just follow these laws Both on an individual level These characteristics, imbibe them On an individual and a societal level Then inshallah we can sort ourselves out But we have to decide Don't look at why he can't he do it Let us do it for ourselves because we're reading the Quran Right, now to carry on We move on towards the end of the surah Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again if you look It says... uh, مَا كَانَ لِبَشَّرٍ أَن إِلَّا وحين, uh, Verse 51 right? that It is not possible for anybody that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speak to them Except through wahi or from behind the veil Or that He gives the information to them through uh, a messenger right? Allah inspires whomever, to whomever He will So d- don't say why does He give it to the Prophet so only and uh, not to us It's up to Him وَكَذَلِكَ أحينا إِلَيْكُ رُوحًا مِّنْ أَمْرِنَا Again, there's lots of wahi-wahi mentioned in here, right? That um, and uh, a few other other verses I want to just cover in here before point out to you before we finish are um, uh, the following. So one of them is وما, uh, verse thirty of the same surah: an kathīr." Whatever calamity reaches you, that is. As a punishment for you, it is because of what your hands have earned, have done, have brought on. But Allah forgives so much, though. We get the idea is that Allah lets us go in so much small, big things that we do. He only gets us for some things, because if He was to take us to task for every little slip, mistake, suboptimal activity, we, you know, th- th- those records will show that. That would be a disaster. That's why Allah forgives a lot He says But when He does take us, does, It's going to be If it's a punishment It's going to be If, if He uh, puts us into a calamity raise our status Then that's obviously not You know Something we've done uh, to, to bring that on Negatively speaking Alright Okay To move on Another verse Because we do have a few other surahs To cover today Another one I want to mention Is very interesting Especially for those people Who are struggling In terms of children And in terms of Then having boys MashaAllah, you've got families in which you've got five, six, seven daughters and they carry on trying until they get a son and then once the son, he's the youngest and then that's it, they stop. Right? Now, of course, that's something that works through the, the whole society we live in, the culture we live in, the whole psyche that we have and so on. Alhamdulillah, that's fine. But this is what people should turn to, right, when they're having a struggle in terms of having children. If you look at verse 49 and 50, for Allah is the kingdom of the heavens and the earth He creates whatever He wishes And then specifically here Those things I've mentioned before But here He says He gives to whomever He wishes daughters He gives to whomever He wishes sons Male and female offspring Whoever He wishes It's up to Allah I still remember the harrowing message Right That came from this woman One day, it was a few years ago She sends me an email She says, please, please, Sheikh, Make dua for me Tomorrow is my delivery And if I don't have a son I don't know what they're going to do to me The in-laws, the family I don't know what they're going to do to me Subhanallah Allah is saying He gives it مَن يَشَاءُ عَقِيمًا And for some people He makes them barren Infertile Allah is knowing it. It's up to Him And that's why in in the the book I've written, I've got a whole section about that, of people who don't have children, what they can do. Aisha radiallahu didn't have children. Numerous successful individuals didn't have children. They just used that. Maybe Allah wants something else from you. So if that's what it is, then submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you have children, then submit to the will of Allah and train them well. Okay, so all of that is done now. Let us move on to the next hamim, Surah Al-Zukhruf. Surah Al-Zukhruf. Zukhruf, Zakhrafah, means if you look around you, this is all zakhrafa, right? All of this is zakhrafa, right? Which is essentially decoration, adornment. You can also call it gold because gold is one of the best kinds of adornments that you can have. So that's why some people have actually translated this as zukhruf, the Zukhruf, the gold, right? So again, Surah Zukhruf is a Makki Surah with 89 verses, right? Again, short, short verses, seven sections. And essentially the reason is that there, are, there is a discussion coming about Zuhrufa. And that's why this surah was mentioned, uh, was, was called that. It couldn't have been called just surah Hamim because all other surahs are Hamim as well. And we'll get to that verse when we see it. Again, the, base, the, the discussion here is the basis of faith, is discussed. And again, it's, if you look at the beginning, Hamim wal kitabil right? it starts off swearing by the clear book. إِنَّا جَعَلْنَاهُ قُرْآنًا عَرَبِيًّا تَعْخِرُونَ We've made this Qur'an Arabic so you can understand it. This is talking to the Arabs of the time, obviously. But you have to remember, this is something Allah adds here. وَإِنَّهُ فِي أُمِّ الْكِتَابِ لَدَيْنَا لَعَلِيٌّ حَكِيمٌ The original manuscript, the original archetype of this Qur'an. right? Uh, remember, I mentioned the other day when Allah says, فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ The original Qur'an was written. Uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And uh, deposited, recorded in al The divine tablet Before the creation of the heavens and the earth Allah created a divine tablet It's like a, a tablet right? A storage place uh, To write something and a pen I Told the pen to write The pen said, what am I going to write? So Allah said, you're going to write everything that is going to occur Until the day of judgment So essentially Allah is providing the feed To the pen to write all of these things out so he wrote everything So everything we do now Is already written Because Allah knew What we were going to do With our free will Alright So the Quran is all there It was taken from there Brought to the first heaven On Laylatul Qadr And then the first revelation Of Iqra' bismi Rabbika ladhi khalaq Came on the 17th of Ramadan Okay So Allah is saying here That it's in the Ummul Kitab It's in the mother of all books The mother of all databases The mother of all You know uh, Records that's al المحفوظ Which is with us It's the protected one Nobody has access to it Even the closest angels don't have access to it You see the original Quran Is actually the wording of Allah But they're without wording Allah doesn't speak with letters or words Which is really weird How, uh, pe- When people hear that for the first time They're like what do you mean? Um, let me ask you something right? Think of what you're going to eat for iftar today right? Think what you're going to have for your next meal today Don't say anything, just think right? Did you speak in your heart Or did you just imagine it You were speaking to yourself I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that You were not saying it in any language There's no language inside The only time you think in a language Is when you're preparing a speech what should I say? What words should I use? That's when you think, these words Otherwise you don't think in a language You don't need words to speak right? You don't need words and letters This you need just to transfer to others right? Uh, in fact today we have communication through bits We have communication through other types of information Allah doesn't need words or letters, He's beyond that So the original speech which is from eternity, the Qur'an and others That has been around for as long as Allah has been around But nobody could understand that So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had it written in Arabic as the Qur'an for us He had it written in Aramaic or Hebrew or whatever As the Torah for the Torah message And made it relevant to our time Otherwise the original speech is without words or letters It is the speech, the divine speech of Allah which is uncreated but this Qur'an that we have before us is published, printed, and created. Okay, that's in brief. I would suggest that when you have a time, then um, to understand more of these aqeedah issues, you can actually consult our aqeedah tahawiyah lectures on Zamzam Academy. Or you can consult our book Al-Fikhul Akbar, uh, a commentary of Imam Abu hanifa's Al-Fikhul Akbar, which has been published by White Thread. You can read that. That will give you a better understanding of the difference between the kalam, Uh, Of Allah, the divine kalam of Allah And then the kalam that He gave us The speech that is in front of us today Which are His words But He created them for us To be able to understand And to relate to Okay, now to move on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala After discussing the Quran and so on At the beginning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains A few characteristics of Himself And some of the signs as well And some of the signs that you see in verse 12 and 14 are very relevant to us. Allah is the one who basically created all the pairs. And then He created from fulk and an'am that which you ride. An'am are cattle, basically, that's animals. Those that we do not create, that are basically have got nothing to do with us, it's up to Allah who creates them. Cattle, animals, right? That's an'am. Fulk then essentially refers to any vessel that we create. So that could refer to a ship in those days, a boat, right? And today it could re- refer to the most sophisticated means of um, uh, transport, right? That's fulk for you. Now listen to ثُمَّ تَذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ رَبِّكُمْ إِذَا علي, Once you get onto the animal, onto the back of the animal or whatever, right? وَتَقُولُ And then you say, سُبْحَانَ الَّذي سخر لنا هذا this is the dua that This is one of the few du'as for a specific instance Or specific act That are mentioned in the Quran Which is basically It's not the travelling dua There's a separate dua for travelling This is just about Whenever you mount anything to ride it Whether that be your bike or whatever You should read this So it basically means Purified is he who subjugated this for us Who allowed us to control this Animals don't ride bikes generally For example Or cars for that matter We would not have been able to do this by ourselves Right? And to Him then we're going to return So also, it's when you're doing this Allah has given us this to use But we're going to go back to Allah It reminds us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again Thereafter, there's a big discussion here and maybe that's just the follow-on from the whole daughter and son discussion there that Allah already preempted in the previous surah. He gives daughters to a wish who gives sons to him wishes. Now, here in verse 17, 18, they depict the horror and the disgust and the huge anguish that would be brought up by somebody having a daughter. Right? Now, if they had the way of abortion in those days and the way to ultrasound check. You know, there would have been a lot of abortions in those days. But they had no way to check. They had to wait until they were born. And then, if it was a girl, subhanAllah, Allah says this so graphically. When they're given the glad tidings, this seriously should have been a glad tidings. So, Allah uses that word. uh, About that which they provide as examples for Allah, for Rahman. What does that mean? That's adding something else. They used to say that the angels are the daughters of, the, of Allah. The angels are the daughters of Allah. Right? Right? So, Allah is saying that you want to make angels daughters of Allah, but you don't want daughters for yourself. What kind of a blasphemy is that? His face becomes darkened and he becomes totally overtaken by anguish. And then Allah says, You're attributing. That to Allah, those beings to Allah who are generally brought up in hilya, in uh, adornments Because it's girls that we adorn I mean, hopefully we never adorn boys the way we do girls For girls it's natural, we should do that, you know, we can do that It's, it's, um, it's natural for that And there's no blameworthiness in that And sometimes they're not even very clear in articulation sometimes Right? That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions here. And they designated uh, the, the servants of Allah, angels who are servants of Allah, they made them feminine. Uh, خلقهم. I خَلْقَهُمْ mean, Did they w- witness their birth, their creation? So um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is challenging that. where are you getting these weird ideas from? Thereafter, from verse 36 onwards, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the father of all Anbiya, the father of the Prophet as well, Ibrahim ﷺ's discussion with his father. A ba- that, that's ma- uh, mentioned in basics, but then it always, it's always to give example because they used to claim that they're on the faith of Ibrahim. You know, in some moments, that's what they would say because that was kind of the la- he was the last Prophet uh, uh, with Ismail ﷺ there in the area. They had a bit of remnants. from They said, oh, we're on the deen of Ibrahim. That's why constantly... Um, Ibrahim alayhi salam is saying, Ibrahim li abihi wa Ibrahim had said to his father in that time, "Like, what's wrong with you guys, right? That I am totally exonerated from what you worship, except the one who created me. He's the one who's going to guide me." And Jaalaha Kalimatan baqiyatan fi That was a formula of belief in Allah. Was a formula that was left after Ibrahim alayhi salam in everybody that was to come after him. So, what's wrong with you people? Why have you lost that? Thereafter, the Prophet sallallahu is inviting them. They call him magician, and they say that he's doing magic. So all of that is then being uh, discussed. That this is just pure ignorance that you're saying. So if you look at verse 31, right now this uh, the, the one before that was about the magic, but now this one is. They had this idea that the two big cities of Arabia, of the time, were Mecca, Mukarramah and Taif. And they both had leaders that were well known And they were like the supreme So they're saying that Look, if Allah wanted to send it Why didn't he just send it to one of a major people One of the most important imposing individuals Of one of these two major cities Or major areas So he's referring to Ta'if and Makkah. So Allah is saying to them أَهُمْ يَقْسِمُونَ Rahmat Are they in charge of dividing the mercy of your Lord? They don't even have They don't even have control over what they earn and their sustenance and their provisions. We're the ones who divide their living, sustenance, and uh, um, expenses, etc., in this dunya-we world. And we basically make some of them above others. So it's up to Allah who He gives it. Do you think this yateem, orphan, uh, poor individual, right, cannot be a prophet? now a very important verse that i want to point your uh, attention to which you should again it's similar to another verse which we we did before this one is verse 36 look at this carefully right if you're looking at a translation look at it carefully whoever stays away and abandons and shuns the remembrance of allah remembrance of the merciful one you don't have a dhikr regimen. You don't even make your prayer properly. And your prayer, even if we do, it's just ritual. We don't even remember Allah in it. Allah, Allah protect us. You have to have a dhikr regimen, right? Simple hundred istighfar morning and evening, hundred durud, sharif salawat in the morning and evening, la ilaha illallah hundred times. Come on, this is the minimum. So whoever stays away from the remembrance of the Rahman, right, in any shape, form, nuqayyid lahu shaitanan. We basically designate a shaitan. We subjugate a shaitan for him Fahu allahu So he becomes his close accomplice His close intimate accomplice That's a very dreadful That's a very dreadful thought right? That's a very terrifying thought That you know, if we don't do dhikr Then we're going to have this shaitan with us all the time Then imagine what options we have afterwards عَن سبي- عن السَّبِيلِ They're going to then surely uh, Prevent them from the path but they're going to think that they're guided Okay, to move on now um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Mentioned several other things here Musa alayhi salam's story is mentioned And again the reason is Because there's a lot of parallels That the people of Makkah could draw And we can draw as well Because Pharaoh had everything He had You know, if you, if you study Egyptology I mean, I, I studied a bit of Egyptology We had a teacher in Darul Ulum you know, He was an Egyptologist And mashallah, you know, what they had, what Pharaoh had been given by Allah Which Musa mentions that, you know, you've given him all of this right? In Surah Yunus You've given him and he just, eventually all of that was destroyed He had rows and rows of chariots, he had uh, the orchards, he had the trees, he had animals, he had slaves And basically that Egypt was lush at that time he had all the gold he wanted. That's why you're discovering all these sarcophagi and all of these other things in the in the in these you know uh, in these tombs. And but it's a massive story if you think about Pharaoh's story. Egyptology is a big lesson, right? Of course, it's a big economy for the Egyptians today, right? Maybe some barakah for something that they done. But anyway, at the end of the day, that's what we're looking at that all of that if you if you're magnifying people with wealth and so on and why this yatim poor yatim was given the prophecy understand that this is completely the wrong way look at pharaoh's story he ended up dying drowned his saying amen to amen to at that point did not have any benefit and then he's mummified for everybody to see thereafter that i just want to point out a few other verses as we move towards the end i've already pointed out verse 36 Thereafter, another verse I want to point out Is verse 67 الْأَخِلَاءُ li بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوًّ إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ Allahu Akbar Friends, close associates Will all be enemies to one another on that day Except the righteous ones The only ones that will look out for others Are the righteous ones The shafa'ah will be given to them They'll wonder, hey, where's that guy who used to come to our classes who used to sit with us who used to be part of our uh, um, you know, our efforts for the dean. where's he gone? It's only the righteous ones that are going to have any kind of selflessness on that day right? this is a major verse that's why, get associated with somebody I don't have too much trust on myself I'm hoping that the few pe- good people that I have association with that, that will be also used as inshallah with the Prophet intercession, that i 'm just trying to magnify i 'm trying to maximize my means so don't shun the people of righteousness don 't shun the people of Taqwa right even if you 're not a person of taqwa don 't hate them because they 're religious, right Just because you feel guilty when you see them and you think they 're too religious for you. if they have true taqwa right then Show them some respect, show them, make some connection with them. And inshaAllah, they're the only ones that you can maybe have some hope in after the Prophet with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah mentions the whole scenario he says, Ya ibadi, oh my servants, la khawfun Today there's going to be no fear upon you. Wala antum dahzanoon. And you're not going to grieve. Because these are the people who used to believe in our verses. And they were Muslimin. Enter the paradise, enter the gardens. Antum wa azwajukum, you and your spouses, tuhbarun. Allah akbar. There's a hadith in Bukhari that every male, every man, will have two spouses of the world, aside from the hurul Right? As I said, what is paradise without a spouse? So that's why there'll be two spouses. Most of you are thinking we only have one spouse in the world, so where the two? There's a lot of unmarried people who die. You get a choice. Right? You get a choice. Everybody's going to have to be married in paradise. So, if you're not married here, you'll be married in paradise. You'll have a spouse in paradise. So, there'll be. And, and why is it two women to one man? Simple, there's more women. Right? A lot of people get a misunderstanding about the hadith of the Prophet when he spoke to the women on Eid day and he said that, I've seen you know, um, many of you in hellfire. Right? I've seen a lot of women in hellfire. That doesn't mean that they're all in hellfire. Right? That doesn't mean that even if women go there They're not going to come out right? It doesn't mean that there's not that many in paradise The fact that this hadith in Bukhari etc Mentioned that every man will have two wives in paradise Show that there's going to be Most likely double The women to men in paradise MashaAllah Now I know that when you hear this for the first time A lot of women they find it like Whoa, what happened just there? I thought it's just going to be me and him That's why I've had questions from women saying What about if somebody just wants one You know, just wants the husband to have just one in paradise Is that possible? All I'm going to say today is leave it to Allah Because a lot of the time we expect that when we go on holiday We're going to do this When you go there Or when we go to our relative's house in another country We're going to do this And you get there and you have to actually fit in It's just better to do that It's just easier and just more fun to do that Remember there's going to be no jealousy in paradise I know this can be controversial, but this is the hadith for you. And uh, it just gives more chance. There's just more women in the world than men. That's the statistic. What happens to all those women? What's going to happen? Do you, wanna be, you can't be single in paradise. If you want to be in paradise, you need to be with a spouse. right? It doesn't matter if you're a uh, guy who's had problems with women. You hate women. I, there's people who have problems with marriages and then they start hating women as though women are a problem. And then you got some women... Who for the rest of their life just hate all men Because they've had a problem with one or two men These are not the way to think right? This is not the way This is just totally wrong It's a bad experience And you should not let yourself get down there And you should get help if you are there But anyway, I just wanted to mention that So Allah says Allah carries on I mean graphic discussion of paradise يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِم بِصِحَافٍ مِّن ذَهَبٍ akwab. You know they're being served by gold platters and cups, glasses. Wa fiha ma anfus wa You'll have in there whatever your nafs desires and what is also what your eye get, uh, finds pleasure in, and you're going to be in there forever. You, there's no there, there, there's no booking ending there. It's you get to paradise. You don't get there by mistake. Wa kal bima kuntum Right? These are the, this, is, this is the garden that you have, been in, you have inherited because of what you used to do. You have to do something. It's not just about intention. It's about doing something to the best of your ability. Even if we get it wrong, we do the best. Shoot in the right direction. Don't hit, try to hit the mark or get close. Don't go in another direction. That's what the Prophet said. wa qaribu. Allah says, "Lakum viha minha you're gonna have lots of fruits and things in there that you will eat. Then immediately afterwards the mujrimeen, the transgressors, the sinners, they're gonna be in Adabu Jahannam forever. And it's never gonna be lightened on them and so on and so forth. We didn't oppress them, they oppressed themselves. And ya Malik al-Yaqdi alaina inna they're gonna to say to Malik, the god of hellfire, that you know. Let your Lord just come and just finish us off. Death, finish, end. No perception, no sentience, nothing. He said, No, you're going to have to stay in there like this, in between, feeling the punishment. Allahu Akbar. Because we came to you with the truth and you did not listen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Anyway, this surah then ends with the Prophet being told that look, just ignore the ignorant ones and. Um, forgive them, pardon them, overlook them. They're ignorant. Say salam. Because soon they're going to know. And by that, the chapter ends. Now we start Surah Al Dukhan. Surah Al Dukhan is an amazing surah. And Allahu Akbar, we've got two surahs left. And we've got a very short amount of time left. May Allah help us. Surah Al Dukhan is something that there's a lot of virtue to recite because it's a very reflective surah. Again, it's a hamim, very lyrical, beautiful to recite. And it has a very prominent discussion of the hereafter, of Jahannam as well. And it has some examples of the Bani Israel and how they were saved from the Pharaoh. So it has a lot of lessons as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts hamim by the, المبين, by the clear book. Inna anzalnahu fi mubarakah. We... See, Allah is telling us different things at the beginning of all of these surahs. Different aspects of the Qur'an. All right? in, the, in the previous one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had told us, ja'alnahu right? We made it into an Arabic, and it's in the al mafud. In this one, Allah is saying, we revealed it in a blessed night. In Suratul, uh, in Al-Qadr, he'll tell us what that night was. But he said, blessed night. Many ulama say, this is obviously Laylatul Qadr. And that is a night in Yufraku amrin hakim. Every matter is decided and distinguished in that night uh, for the next year and so on. inna kunna And you know the, the because that's such an uh, important night. That's why for Muslims who worship in there, it's better than Al uh, shahr, uh, a thousand months of worship and so on. Whether that be your donations or your salat or your dhikr or whatever the case is. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carries on the discussion that they are in doubt and so on. Now, the reason why this surah, it's called Surah al right? Dukhan means smoke. Smoke. Why is it called smoke? Right? I can just imagine somebody saying, Brother, it's haram to smoke because Allah, or it's halal to smoke because it's mentioned in the Quran. You get some crazy istidlals like this, extrapolations like this. Surah Al-Dukhan is a Makki surah. Just three sections uh, they've been split into. As I said, it means smoke. And the reason for it is that there is a discussion of smoke. And the backdrop of this surah, I think, um, the Sababun the Nuzul, is that uh, there was a huge famine that undertook Makkah, And uh, the Prophet is now approached by Abu Sufyan, one of the leaders of the Kuffar of Quraysh. And he's saying that, please pray that uh, this is removed from us. You see, Abu Sufyan, I believe, always had a side to him. Right? And there's reasons for that which I can't go into right now. I've mentioned it before. And he is the father of Muawiyah. That's why, out of most of the leaders of the Quraysh, they were either all killed or died without Islam. He actually became a Muslim afterwards. With his wife, even though she was very aggressive. Right? And what she did to Hamza, the Prophet didn't want to look at her at that time. She becomes a Muslim And he becomes a Muslim I believe there's khair in somebody If there's good in somebody One day it will prevail Anyway So He came Why did he come to the Prophet To make dua If they hated him so much So it was lifted And um, It was lifted But then they went back to their normal ways So when we get to it I'll explain That uh, First discussion If you look at verse 9 Again it's Clarifying uh, resurrection and so on. Allah is the one who gives life and death and so on. Fir'aun and all of that is discussed. The, the 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 whole fact about Pharaoh and everything that he had, but in so many verses that discussion is there that it came to no avail to him. All right, and uh, Musa alaihi salamashallah survived with his people and they were actually made inheritors of. So if you look at um, Allah, actually now discusses all of these riches. If you if you look at verse twenty uh, uh, five. in after they were destroyed, how many orchards and uh, uh, gardens did they leave, and streams, wazuru and farms, plots, crops, wa and beautiful buildings and so on, wa that they used to enjoy themselves, all of these gifts and bounties. this is exactly how we basically made inheritance to other people. Some of the Bani Israel took, maybe there were other people afterwards. And the earth and the heavens did not cry over them. They did not basically grieve the fact that they had gone. Good riddance. Right? And we basically gave, we gave salvation to the Bani Israel. Uh, we, we, we saved the Bani Israel, rather, from the Pharaoh. And that discussion is there. Then, as you move on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then discusses the last several verses. From You can say from verse 44 You'll have to read those for yourself That's a graphic discussion Of hellfire And in there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Where he says Look Taste it Have it This boiling hot water is going to Basically burn up your insides That's all you've got going for you Allahu Akbar And then after that It talks about the muttaqin, The righteous ones And all that they're going to get And just to reiterate the point about um, The duhan Of why this surah is called the Dukhan I just want to mention that to you quickly right. um, 10, 11 Fartaqib Wait until that day comes wait, wait, Sorry, Wait until that day When the, the sky brings forth This clear smoke That will Cover everybody. This is a punishment for you. So then they came to the Prophet and said, Rabbanakshif an al adab. Remove this punishment for us. We will be believers. But they didn't. So some mufassirin have said that this refers to that incident with Abu Sufyan that I mentioned, while others say that it refers closer to the day of judgment. What this was is that because there was so much famine and people were suffering extremely from extreme hunger. What that used to do is it used to disorient them So they used to, everything was kind of muddy And smoky around them I've never experienced that So I can't, you know, I can't relate to it But apparently when you're in that kind of state It's just all muddy Because you, you don't have the fluids You don't have the, the nourishment in your body So that is why it's called about the smoke That's the kind of smoke it's discussing And yes, smoking is haram to begin And Dislike to continue If you're already stuck on it Then you should try to get out of it Ramadan's the best time for it But if you're not into smoking My little brothers and sisters Then it's haram for you to start It's hugely harmful And a big waste of money on top of that All right? So at least makruh Tahrimi right, To start And to continue Then some ulama said it's makruh Tanzi to continue But it's bad regardless Okay, the last surah we're going to cover is sur- Suratul Al-Jathiyah. This is another Surat Hamim, which is a Makki surah, 37 verses, four sections. And again, it starts, Tanzilul الْكِتَابِ مِنَ اللَّهِ Revelation of the book from Allah, the Mighty and the Wise One, the Powerful One. And Inna It just starts off with telling you to read the outside book. This is a book you read inside, the outside book of the heavens. In, verily, in the heavens and the earth are clear signs for the believers. And وَفِي خَلْقِكُمْ And in your own creation. And in that which Allah has spread of the beasts. ayatun لِقَوْمِ yukin For those people who are convinced, there's lots of sign in there. وَاخْتِلَافِ nahar A number of signs are mentioned. It's a, sign, it's a surah full of signs. What does jathiyah mean? Let's get to the verse and we'll discuss it there. But basically jathiyah means to be on your knees right to be on your knees to be basically stooped right in in horror in need in a vulnerable state so it's a depiction of the day of judgment right lots of discussion about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's jalal his greatness his majesty his awesome power his omnipotence and everything like that then there's some discussion about the the bani israel from Verse 7 to 9, you you have obviously a di- discussion again about uh, uh, the people of Mecca listening, not listening properly to the Qur'an, res- refusing to listen to the Qur'an, acting arrogantly against the Qur'an and so on. Then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a number of his bounties, uh, especially uh, on the Bani Israel. talks about uh, the, the, the book that he gave them, the prophecy, he gave them uh, food. Right, special divine food he gave them and he gave them lots of things that he would not given to anybody else Fadila over lots of others but they did not listen so from verse 16 to 17 you can, uh, you can read that that's there Thereafter, uh, this is all if you look from uh, verse 24-25 this is to tell the people of Makkah that all of these things have been repeated before this is a cycle and they used to think that dunya is everything So if you look at verse 24 and 25, you'll see Allah is saying, saying, this is the only life. There's no life after this. This is what they would say. Another beautiful verse here, which we just passed, is verse uh, 20. These are clear guidances uh, for the people, right? and mercy for those who believe. This is now, if you you carry on and you read verse 27-28, for Allah is the kingdom of the heavens and the earth And the day the final day occurs the, When the day of judgment occurs It says then "Watara kullu ummatin جَاثِيَ You'll see all of the various different communities or nations In this vulnerable state Right? Every nation will be invited to its records Today you will be recompensed for what you used to do They're going to say This is our book no, Allah said this is our book that's going to reveal everything to you, speak to you with the truth And we used to write down everything that you used to do And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions what's going to happen to the people who are good and, uh, and then the people who are bad And Allah says If you look in uh, verse 34 Today we make you forgotten just like you forgot our meeting day of today, and your abode is the hellfire, and you have no assistance today. That's because you used to make fun of my verses, of our verses. And the dunya, you'd allowed the dunya to basically deceive you. So today you can't be taken out of it. Then finally, it finishes with alamin So for Allah is all praise, Lord of the heavens and Lord of the earth and Lord of all the worlds. وَلَهُ الْكِبْرِيَاءُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ For him is the majesty and the greatness in the heavens and the earth وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ And he is the mighty and the wise one. And that is how this surah ends with all of this graphic uh, uh, description. And by that, our 25th uh, juz has also finished, Alhamdulillah, we have just five to go. I remember when we finished five, we like 25 to go. We have just five to go. Inshallah, stay with us, and uh, Inshallah, we will complete this together. Uh, we're still wondering how we're going to complete this uh, if Ramadan is a 29 day. We're just hoping to Turkey and to, I'm not sure what Turkey and Saudi are going to announce. We'll see what happens, right? Uh, if they give us 30 days, we'll finish. Otherwise, we'll have to do 30 days, uh, the 30th Jews afterwards. We've also considered to do two Jews in one day, just to preempt a 29-day, right? But two, two juz will be a bit heavy, especially now that you're getting more surahs. Alhamdulillah, today we had a bit of barakah that we actually completed this in less time. Uh, but anyway, just let's quickly do our recap, right? Surah Al-Shura uh, begins, we obviously had a part of the previous surah, but Surah Al-Shura begins with mention of the Qur'an and, and so on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses whom He wishes for His wahi and for His revelation, and it's not for anybody else to do that, Allah. There's the discussion of shura, right, of mutual consultation, and the other characteristics that believers should have. And then there is also the recommendation for forgiving and pardoning, right? Uh, especially the, this is only good actually when it's going to reform. If you keep pardoning, it's going to make them worse. Then that's not good pardoning, right? Thereafter, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala discusses how He gives children to whom He wishes. Right? Male, female and so on. And he finishes off with the discussion about the ruh. So the ruh is actually mentioned as well. Right? Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enliven our, our, our ruh as well. Then Surah Zuhruf begins by first discuss, discussing the Qur'an, talking about the mushrikeen and their problems. And they're following in their forefathers without any kind of evidence, just because your fa- forefather, your culture do this. Today we don't, have, we don't say forefathers, we have culture. Right, Similar kind of idea Not all culture is bad Some part of culture is very good You got extreme Some people say We need to abandon culture completely That's silly and foolish And some people say That we need full culture Nothing else That's silly as well It's in between Because culture over time uh, Develops certain bad ideas in there Right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In surah al zukhruf Verse 32 نَحْنُ قَسَمْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ مَعِيشَةٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Reminds us That Allah has divided Our living Right In this world income and everything else so we have to ask Allah nobody else then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about be care, being careful of that evil accomplice of shaitan by avoiding dhikr all right? so do dhikr and then you won't have that with us then about Pharaoh and so on and Musa alayhi salam and then the discussion about the people of the hellfire and them saying to Malik to just end uh, telling Allah to stop then after that uh, surah Al-Dukhan begins with mention of the special night of Laylatul Qadr Right فِيهَا يُفْرَقُ كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ Blessed month Right So we're reciting this surah we've just understood it in the blessed month as well Alhamdulillah May Allah increase the barakah of it for us Then Allah mentions that this life is just full of play and amusement Don't make it that for yourself Thereafter that the surah ends with إِنَّ شَجَرَةَ الزَّقُومِ طَعَامُ الْأَثِيمِ That this Tree of zakum Which is just Ugly Right A lot of thorns And that, that is going to be The food of the uh, Of the sinners Of those who are going to I mean that's verse 44 43 And so on And then Contrast that with Innal muttaqina Fi maqamin ameen Fi jannati Verse 51-52 For the righteous ones Then after that We got Suratul al-jathiyah Surah al-jathiyah Starts off with Basically A survey of the heavens And the earth And all the bounties Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And how everything begins uh, from Allah and belongs to Allah and then condemns those who make fun of His signs. That you're just wasting your time. You're foolish, right? And thereafter that, there is the ending again with a depiction of the terrors of the Day of Judgment and how those who are sinners will uh, come up, will be faring on that day. And then it talks about the believers and their... Uh, and their thawab and their reward and their pleasures of paradise so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to continue to the rest, may Allah allow this to be a huge means of inspiration not just for us but inshallah to change the environment in our homes and our families so that our descendants after this can also benefit from our reading of this today I know that's a huge dua, it's a lot to ask but nothing is too difficult on Allah وَآخِرُ الدَّعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ